0: Welcome to the MA Roadshow, episode number 326. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me, as you would expect, Mm -hmm. on a beautiful Las Vegas. Thursday afternoon, the clouds are in the sky, and normally you wouldn't, normally you wouldn't <laughs> say like that's a... That's partially beautiful. I, oh, but t- normally you wouldn't say a cloudy, rainy yeah. day is beautiful, but when it's 115 <laughs> degrees outside, sir, I that's will true. take a little bit of cloud cover and a little bit of rain. I was going
1: to say, I don't think it's 115 anymore. It did cool down, uh, 96 right now.
0: 96 and, which and feels,
1: rainy. Which feels... <laughs> You know, without having the uh, you know the humidity here, that is one of the things that you could like. I rolled my window down because it was much cooler, but you could sort of smell like you could smell it. You could smell it's, it. In it's the bizarre air. when
0: you move out here to the desert. All yeah. of a sudden, it, I, I feel like I'm like I'm in the Wild West, like tracking rain on the on the. I mean, you can smell it like miles away. That is one of the yeah. oddest things. Not that you, I mean, everybody knows what rain smells like, but when you're in the desert and you only get to smell it like twice a year, yeah. You, you suddenly can track it off yeah. in the distance. Remember that
1: last year? what did we go last year? Like 160 days or something like that without rain? Crazy. Without measurable. Without Even there was rain. a couple days where there were like little sprinkles. Here. Yeah, little sprinkles, and it just didn't measure. I was like, "All right, now y'all just trying to pad your numbers." I was like, "Bro, that was <laughs> rain. Come on." Now. Uh, oh, sir, we couldn't measure it. Couldn't measure couldn't it. Couldn't measure it. Somebody accidentally poured out the oh. water. Couldn't S- measure it.
0: Spilled there. Couldn't be measured. Didn't count. You know. oh, it is a beautiful Thursday afternoon. Even is a little bit rainy. It's. A day off for both of us, so yes. y- we're doing what you do. You, you start day drinking. You come to <laughs> you come to Buffalo Wild Wings at Warm Springs and Durango. When you have a day off in the middle of the week, you know what you do. You start day drinking, and that's exactly what we do. But I do want to say it is a little bit practical to do some day drinking a day because I have to work at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. So y- you start the day a little bit early. You can finish a little bit early. You know what I'm saying? And – I mean, we can't just be sitting around the Costa Cold Coffee. As beautiful as it is, yes, as, as yes, amazing yes. as the estate and and the palatial grounds really are. No, no, but but I'm just saying we got to get out and we got to celebrate, man. I believe it's your 35th birthday this week, right? <laughs> and so I mean, that's a big just, one
1: for you. Just barely turned 35. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. I was gonna say you're talking about day drinking. I was like, I think I stopped drinking at like one or two this morning.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, you went hard on the birthday. Well,
1: that's the thing. It was like it. I. It wasn't like uh, it was just like pound, pound, pound. You know the beers. It was drinking, but then it was like hanging out with some of the buddies. So it was just like, by the end of the night, it, it, when you drink so much that you don't feel like buzzed, but it's like yeah, I know it's I've been sad, drinking, but
0: I can relate to that hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Well, at some point I was like, I think I've been drinking for six or seven hours. You basically and like,
0: drink yourself back sober again. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: also too, I, I am. Uh, Ate about 15 pounds of meat yesterday mm. at the Texas Day, well a, uh, a Brazilian steakhouse um, called Galpo, gaucho or something in the Fashion Show Mall. Um, a new one that I'd never been to. Evie, um, the Brazilian reporter, is the one that turned me on to that one. She said, "Oh, there's this one down there. Has like 17 meats. Has like the chicken hearts and all the other meats that you don't see at a lot of the other ones." I was like, "Okay, you're winning me over here. You're winning me over." And you know me, I hate fucking driving down the strip. I hate driving
0: pretty much you anywhere. You hate driving anywhere. What are you <laughs> talking about? The fact that I've gotten you out of your house for two consecutive weeks. I mean, we haven't had you out of the house for two consecutive episodes in years. Since the beginning, probably. <laughs> unless I'm on the road. Unless you're on the road.
1: Um, yeah, man. Uh, so, like, driving down there, I was just like... And then you take a wrong turn, and then you're on the strip, and then you're like, okay, here's 30 more minutes till I get to the next light, you know? And you're just like, that's that's... The- Make sure like if you come to Vegas, make sure you know where you're going because if you miss a turn, you make a wrong turn, there's no quick, easy turnaround in the in the strip. But so, yeah, going down there, I was like, all right, let me go check this place and out.
0: Let me just make a quick note for tourists. There is absolutely zero need to drive on the Strip. If somebody is yeah, driving really. you on the Strip, they are screwing you over, man. Yeah. Do not drive on the Strip whatsoever. And you can get anywhere you forever. need to go.
1: You're going to wait forever for a car, yes. and you're going to get charged an arm yes. and a leg. Yes. And
0: it's going to take Just saying, if they are driving you down Las Vegas Boulevard, whether it be a taxi, an Uber, a Lyft, whatever, if they are driving you down Las Vegas Boulevard proper, unless you're just asking Within- them to be there because you want to see the sights. Yeah. There is absolutely zero need. There are, there are side streets really wanna, on both sides I of the really strip. I really
1: want to park in front of this on the strip and just look for for five minutes, and then let's move a little bit further Yeah, and then park. Because that's
0: exactly what happens. It is the worst <laughs> traffic. and there's a, So if your driver ever takes you on the strip, just tell them, just say this, say, John and Cole Coffee from the MMA Road Show told me you're screwing me over right now. Just <laughs> let them
1: know. Said, they said, "Why are you staying on the Why are you staying on the Boulevard, as, dog?"
0: As soon as you As soon as you elicit the name, the the MMA Roadshow, you know, in Las Vegas, drivers will. I mean, immediately. They, oh, did you say the MMA? I apologize. Let me let me let me divert you to the proper street it's, right now. Sir,
1: I'm so i I'm, I apologize. I apologize. I'll, I'll send some of the bill back at the end. Please you know? don't tell them. Please <laughs> don't tell them. <laughs> You know, I mean, unless you're unless, but with that, unless you're going far on the trip, because we've talked about it as that as well. Is like if it's in the middle of the summer and you see something and you think it's really close, it's not. Double check the distance. Yes, it might be really far. But if you're talking about, if you're down at like MGM and you want to go down to Fremont, take a car, yes. but have them take the right way to get there. Don't let them screw you. Don't let them screw Don't you. Let Don't let them screw take you. Take it through the boulevard. Get off the fucking boulevard. You cannot move on the
0: boulevard. There you go. It's beautiful, but whatever. That's the yeah, advice dude. you get. But if you're a local or if you're traveling, go try out this Brazilian state. You've been raving it. Oh, so good. I, I, we almost didn't get to do the podcast because you were so busy raving You just wanted to keep talking about I just, how good I just the steakhouse go was. Back.
1: I just wanted to go back. <laughs>
0: Typically. We're I already planning the, the MMA Roadshow staff That's Christmas right. party but there. The we're going uh, to bring the – christmas the, party the whole staff together the i think whole, they they do we're gonna re- you said they have a private room right where we can yep where we can host the whole staff of the whole show i mean yep. that'd be amazing
1: I'm, I'm like we'll just take the two top the two the back. top right over there <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you like I, I i wanted to go to the golden steer is what started oh, the whole that's thing it's a so classic it's a classic steakhouse but it was um, by the time we got done doing um the media day and and finished i was like i'm ready to just go right now and I looked on – I couldn't reserve no the table to like, after 6 or something like that. And I was like, I don't want to wait that long. I don't wait that long. And then that's what got me thinking about Texas Day Brazil. They didn't have anything open till 5.30 or so. And then I was like, oh, that's right. That place that Evie, you know, turned me on to, dude, was so good. So, yeah, it's in the repertoire now. It's in the rotation. So – uh, hopefully the family comes or something. We'll Golden Sierra, go classic
0: but recommendation too, though. Oh, if you, man, if you, if you, if you haven't ever been, if you're com- if you're coming to town, and you're looking go. for the old school Vegas experience. You know, you're looking for like, yeah, I mean, legit old school Vegas. You're not going to find feel. it.
1: It's not in the casino. It's not in nope. any fancy place. This is literally the one of those places that you hear about that's in a, like a strip mall, and that you're like, come on, guys,
0: this can't be the spot. You fucked. This me. can't. be You sent me
1: to the wrong place. This place is legit. There's, they have like tables. Uh, marked, you know, with like Sinatra's name and the whole Rat Pack, like all those cats ate at this place, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's history uh, is just amazing, but the food is good. You can get some serious, serious, serious meats there. But that was on the, that was what the, the first goal was yesterday. So, but when I got to the, after the steakhouse, I was was like, I I decided I ate much more meat. (laughs) Steakhouse that I would have got at the, <laughs>
0: the Gold Coast. Cold Steel. Coffee puts in work at Brazilian Steakhouse. I'm, I'm impressed. I, on the other hand, I, whereas I do good at, like, the all-you-can-drink places, like, yeah. if, <laughs> if you if you put me up on an all-you-can-drink, I'm getting my money's worth.
1: Got get it. Money's Cold worth.
0: Coffee, though, you put them in a, in a Brazilian Steakhouse, like, they, they kind of regret it at some point. But then it gets to a point where, like, I feel like they're just in awe. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, at first they're kind of annoyed, and they're like, oh, dude, this dude is really, like, taking this for a ride. And then at some point they just step back in, in amazement, and they just go, Wow. Look when at I, what this man is accomplishing.
1: When I ate, when I ordered the, the chicken hearts and I had him come bring it, the guy came back around and he's like, you want me to put another round of chicken hearts in for you? <laughs> I was like, I bet he doesn't have to ask that to many people.
0: <laughs> another round of chicken hearts. You know how many chickens died just to make cold coffee happy chickens on his see birthday. coming and they're just like, <laughs> <sighs> no. Oh, that is phenomenal. Well, listen, yeah. I do want to throw it out there. Today's official Frosty Beverage sponsor is Matt Clark. Matt Clark reached out via Venmo. Much appreciated, sir. John-Morgan-400, if anybody ever wants to to hook us up with the Venmo. Uh, And he said, hey, award-winning PBR from Matt. So we're enjoying some award-winning PBR from Matt. Thank you. (laughs) Oh look at that! A little cheers to Matt Clark. (laughs) Thank you, sir. And uh, you may say, "Hey, why is your username John-Morgan-400? What does the 400 signify?" Absolutely nothing. I just signed up for Venmo. Didn't know much about it. Yeah, exactly, dude. See, that'd have been cool. I don't even got a reason for that. I'm just John Morgan 400. But if you ever want to support the show, we appreciate that. And while we're mentioning Frosty Beverages, I'll just say, I've heard a uh, a Latchkey Brewing (sighs) care package is on the way. So we'll be we'll be talking about some Latchkey Brewing. Very, very soon. Oh, uh, you know there's going to be some strange. Oh, there. can't Hopefully. wait. Hopefully, can't wait. Busy week of MMA. Uh, love it as we're sitting down on a Thursday afternoon as we always do. But PFL actually moved to Friday, so if you're if you're an MMA fan, wondering where the hell PFL is at tonight? It's actually Friday. Does mean it's going to be a little challenge. You're going to have uh, PFL six and Bellator two sixty one on at the same time tomorrow night. But if you're one of those fans lucky enough to have two different televisions next to each other, or maybe you got a computer next to your TV, or maybe you got a phone somewhere. You can watch a lot of MMA on Friday night. And then, of course, UFC Fight Night 190, gone versus Wolkoff is the event that we're covering here in Las Vegas in our backyard. If you're just looking for MMA total, though, check this out. Ryzen is on Sunday morning. Cage Warriors is in the middle of a trilogy. Uh, so they've got three consecutive nights. So there is a ton of MMA this weekend. And uh, I love it, man. There's, ne- there's never too much MMA for me. As you said, you talked about the media day. We're at UFC Fight Night 190. Uh, Gon versus Volkov. Cyril Gon versus Alexander Volkov. Heavyweight main event. Big boys. Um, big boys in the small cage. I'll tell you what, man. When they first announced this fight, I'll be honest. I was kind of like, eh, and, and 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 I don't. I hate to be disrespectful when I say that, but when it's a main event. I love it to have some title implications. Like I love it. I, lo- I love to know. Okay,
1: Maybe a little heat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Right. Yeah. There's no heat between these this two dudes. Is just The nicest Mr. human beings ever. Mr. versus Mr. Polite. Two of the nicest human beings that will not ever talk trash. You're right. So if it's either, I either want title implications or I want some heat.
1: A reason to. I mean, I. I it would be. I was about to say a reason to watch, but that's not. Nah, there's going to be good MMA. Like this There's a reason to watch, but sometimes the extra side story. Is an extra fun little yeah, angle. Or something. I know.
0: I feel like that adds a little impact to it, right? I mean, look, I, we'll talk about this card. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about prelims. I'm a hardcore. I'm that guy. Like, there's prelims. but in a main event, I like a little something, you know? I like a little something, yeah. and it's not here. But I will say, so that was when it first got announced, and then, you know, we started kind of building up to it, and you know, we were talking about it on Spinning Back Click this week, and and. You know, the question that that I posed to the panel was who has more on the line here? And that is what's kind of really intriguing to me about this. Um, of course, anytime you have, you know, legit heavyweights, uh, it, it's an exciting fight. But, you know, you got Cyril Gunn, who's this undefeated cat who yep. looks like the real deal. I mean, to be honest with you, he looks like he is a legitimate future title contender. He looks like he's a legitimate fourth in the division. But he's also eight fights into his MMA career. Now, you know that makes you wonder: Is he really ready for the highest level? Is He really ready, you know, to compete with these monsters up at the top of the heavyweight division. And this is the perfect test for him. I mean, you you know he already got by Jerzy but he didn't get by it in a way that pleased people necessarily. But it was a smart fight, and he got by it. Then you got Alexander Volkov, the guy that um, you know has been around forever, you know, and has been a, a, a champion in another organization, and who's still trying to do that with the UFC, but. Continues to get in these spots where he's on a little roll, he's gaining a little momentum, and then he has a setback when it matters most, you know. And, and he's not old, despite the fact that he's thirty-three and eight. You know, a ton of experience. Um, it's not like he's one of these guys that's forty years old. He's actually, uh, I believe, thirty-two, uh, which is insane to consider. Yep, thirty-two. Um, and, and heavyweight, you can go for a long time. So he could fight. I mean, he could potentially fight another, you know, five. 10 years maybe even you know what I mean depending on how it goes so it's not like it's now or never for Alexander Volkov but you know once you're talking about getting you know 40 fights under, under your belt man you're starting to put a little mileage on the body so um and, and at some point too I mean if you're continually getting to a point and then and then losing and, and falling back down you know, do you continue that chase or do you lose the, the drive for it so I am actually pretty intrigued by this fight um I, I lean towards Cyril Gon as as the guy that uh, I, I feel has a, a little bit more speed. Volkov a little bit plodding for me at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Gon can get into the clinch, which would favor him a little bit. Volkov, I, I love the fact that Volkov uh, just straight up said, like, I hope he doesn't want to wrestle. Like, I, I don't like wrestling. <laughs> I love it when somebody else strike with me, and I think this guy is going to strike with me. Um, but I feel like Volkov does have a tendency to get hit sometimes, and – uh, I think that opens up a, a a lot of doors. You know, I should yeah. take a look at the the numbers behind it, and it kind of confirmed me the, the, what I was thinking in my head. Uh, Volkov's striking defense is 56%, meaning that 44% of the shots that are thrown against him land, whereas Gon's striking defense is at 69%. So, uh, you know, he's taking significantly less blows. Um,
1: granted, he's only had eight fights.
0: Granted, he's only had faith, eight fights and, and less USC fights. I will say this, too. Uh, among active UFC heavyweights, this is another stat that stood out to me as well. Among active UFC heavyweights, uh, Alexander Volkov has the most striking accuracy in the division. Cyril Ghosn has the second most striking accuracy in the division. So you get the feeling that somebody's going to land and somebody's going to fall. Their average fight time for both of them, 13-18 uh, for Gone, 14 15. So 13, eight, 13 minutes, 18 seconds, average fight time for Gone. 14 minutes, 15 seconds uh, for Volkov. Now, a lot of these guys have been in three round fights, so they've had some decisions, but they've yeah. done some fights. But you know, look, look for something, I guess, to maybe happen around that third round is what we're seeing here. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm, um, I, I'm more intrigued by this. I think there there aren't necessarily immediate stakes, and this goes back to what we talked about before. It's that John Jones specter looming over the division that's kind of slowing things up right now. And uh, and, and 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 I guess, listen. I mean. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. I don't know if we could say too much, but I mean, you're hearing rumblings that maybe, maybe Nagano and and and, and Lewis isn't even a hundred percent guaranteed at this yeah. point. There seems to be some uh, problems. You know, I think there's been some reports that oh, not happening in August, but probably going to happen in September. I think you you heard a couple a couple rumblings that maybe not September either. Yeah, you never know. I mean, I think
1: like you said, you know, Houston was one of those areas they were trying to get something set, and it made complete sense that. Um, that would be where that fight would happen. So Derek could be there and they can get the home crowd. But I think, if anything, I can see where some people maybe wouldn't want that. I can see where Ngana wouldn't want that. Why go and defend my belt in the challenger's home court? Right. Doesn't make any sense. Um, so in that sense of, like, you know, there maybe not being a location that makes sense or, or there's the UFC isn't able to provide another location to make it work, that's going to put that fight at jeopardy. You know, and so it just it seems it seems like, yeah, there's still some some issues with that, you know, happening that uh, it, it just I figure we would have heard something by now. It makes it makes complete sense that we would have heard. And like there's I mean, this I fight's been talked if about. If we know that's the now. fight to make, what's the hold up? What's the hold up? It doesn't make any sense, you know, so be interesting to see. I think I think we'll probably hear something very soon um, one way or another uh, involving Some of the people in there, so so we shall see. But um, just going back quickly on this fight, you're right. I mean, these heavyweights, nice guys, but I I agree with you. I think Gon has more speed. He has, uh, you know, just that power that you know. If Volkov can keep the distance and and uses his reach, you know, I think he has a decent enough chance. But Gon kind of always pushes in and gets in there close, you know, and that's not gonna. That's not going to bode well for Volkov, and Volkov does get punched. Um, and I think this kind of power – I mean, we saw what happened with uh, the Derek Lewis. I mean, Derek maintained that – he maintained that power all the way through the fight and caught him Yep. literally at the – at the at, he was Sucked in the winning insane. stretch. He had it in the bag, and he got caught, and he got flattened. And uh, um has got that same sort of crazy, just ridiculous power. Um but that's another one, too, where, you know, Gon talked all the right things. But if, if somebody – he I think he's he's believing in himself and he's believing he's in the right track. So I don't think he's going to get ahead of himself. But this is the kind of fight where some undefeated guy is going to come in knowing, feeling like he can knock anybody out as long as he just touches them. If he makes one mistake, Volkov is still a very dangerous guy that has a decent power as well. Um I think Gon could eat a couple of those punches, but if he if he gets in the habit of eating a lot of those, and then if he does tire out, if the rounds go on, we know Volkov can make it through. Yep. No problem. I mean, the dude's got great cardio. Um, he's gonna be he'll be able to put keep pushing the pace the entire fight. Yep. If it's if it's like that through, but all three. Or I'm sorry, all these rounds. Now we're getting the championship rounds, and uh, we just haven't really seen Gon be tested through those. So, and we know once these guys get Uh, You know Tired Their chin gets a little bit You know A little easier to find Yep And uh, It'd be interesting But this is the kind of fight That it would When when you raised Who had more to lose I feel Gon has more to lose Because once you lose That shine um,
0: Then you're just another guy You're
1: just another guy Right Doesn't mean Doesn't mean
0: Doesn't mean you can't get there Right But I feel like I agree I feel like he's Kind of on that fast track, you know the, what I mean? Where he's fast got that shine, him. he's got the they ties. Completely fast tracking. He's him got right the down. ties to the French, uh, yeah. for the French market. Which now, as soon as the, the world up. starts to open back yep. up, you, they you know go they're going to gonna go to Paris. They were supposed to do that this year. Didn't happen, but, you know, that's on the radar as soon as they can go there. You know, and, and yeah, the undefeated record is sparkly. And and you're right. Once you lose that, it's not to say that if you lose that, you're you're never going to be a champion or you're never going to get to that point. But you lost that fast track, that little shine that he's got right now. And
1: Volkov, I mean, even even with the win right here, it's not like it propels him right back up into the title mix. It keeps him in the mix. But if he loses, I don't feel like he falls out of the mix either he's still a dangerous guy that's been fighting the top of the division. Mm -hmm. I just feel like he could take a loss and not lose as much ground or as, as much momentum as Cyril will. Yep. So, but it should be good. I mean, like you said, man, both really, really nice guys. Um, not that I'm rooting for either one. I'd be happy if either one of them get a win, yeah. honestly.
0: Should say, by the way, an early card. So 1 p.m. Eastern for the prelims, 4 p.m. Eastern for the main cards. That means right here in Vegas we're talking about a 10 a.m. start on Saturday morning. In fact, you know what? I totally forgot. I'm glad it says them. Don't forget the weigh-ins are actually an hour early tomorrow morning too. Uh, glad I glad I remember that. I'm so used to we've been We've been doing the same thing every, every week. So even the weigh-ins tomorrow morning will be uh, at 8 a.m. local instead of 9 a.m. local. So a little bit earlier start tomorrow. Uh, But, uh, again, a main event that doesn't have title implications, certainly doesn't have heat. Uh, These guys are not trash talkers by any stretch of the imagination. I do want to say Alexander Volkov, uh, he he had the right move. Foreign fighters trying to learn uh, or trying to continue to market themselves in English, take a lesson from Alexander Volkov. Answered every question in English, but had a translator repeat the question to him in Russian. So he made sure sure he understood the question right. He understood the nuances of the question um, because you see that a lot with fighters trying to answer in English, and I applaud them uh, because they're, they're, they get it, man. The, 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 there's a ton of English-speaking fans, and the more you can market yourself, the better. But as, as media members, we see it. Sometimes we ask yeah. a question, and they answer, and you're like, Bro, that is not even close to what I had. I, I feel ask. like that even <laughs> happened maybe
1: yesterday. It either happened yesterday with somebody else, or maybe in the, the recent post fight. It did actually happen the
0: other happened. day, I yeah. Where it was happened. it was it was a translation issue. But it's like you know, so he had the question. I thought that was it. That, that's a, that's the move right there. If you're trying to speak in English, have a translator there anyway to help uh, it repeat the questions so you know exactly what it Luckily, is. Luckily, he had a good one. He did have a good one. Uh, so the UFC's
1: not really providing these. They, the, it's well, unfortunately, it's the fighters been bringing their own. You know, which is kind of bizarre. Um, he brought a good one. He brought a good We've one. We've had some others where it's just like cornermen, coaches. Um, and they're doing their best. They're doing their best. But, but, it they're, but that they're not translators <laughs> by trade. You know, they they do as best they can. Um, that post-fight interview the other day um, with, uh, gosh, Nemigulov. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his, I had like, I asked a question, and his, co- his coach slash translator like, could you repeat? And I kept having to do it. Everyone oh, at this point, I, I, was like, see that I was like, I don't even want to do this anymore. I was like, can we just stop?
0: That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it
1: makes it, makes it really, really hard. Nic- but
0: Nikolai Nemigurano, right? Is, yes. Is By the way, I, you know, I'm glad you mentioned his name. Uh, I had a conversation. Um, I'll just leave it. Uh, I, I won't say who I had a conversation with because it was a private conversation, but I will say, you know, there was a, some controversy in that yeah. with the number of warnings that happened and how many fence grabs happened. And, uh, it was a very positive conversation and it was with some officials behind the scenes and it was nice to hear you know they, it, it was just they wanted to address the fact that hey FYI um, you know we're talking about things like this and we're yeah. reviewing things like this and, and your guys your guys' complaints uh, about what's getting missed and how things are being enforced we're listening to that and're we're, and're we're, uh, we're trying to make sure we get better at it you know what I mean and I, I thought that was cool to hear that yeah because I think you know these the, the well, referees, the, the judges, following deaf ears. That's it. You, you, you don't think anything. I, I think fans. From you know they they. Oh, these judges, these referees. They don't care. They just show up and do. And they. Leave. It's not, man. These people yeah. do care. They want to get it right. Most of them are very very passionate about the industry. They're very passionate about the sport, and they want to get it right. Yeah. And uh, it was a very big point of discussion to say, yeah, you know what, maybe, maybe that many warnings is problematic. And I get it. You know. Dude, it's it's gotta be so hard for these officials to know if you if you deduct a point, you are unquestionably affecting the outcome of that fight. Especially in a three round fight. Yep. I mean, you know, we talk about boxing, you know, ten rounds, twelve rounds. If you take a point, okay, it might affect it, but maybe not. A three round fight? It's affecting the outcome. Like unless sure. obviously unless it's thirty twenty seven. That's the only way you can avoid affecting it because if it's, it's twenty nine twenty eight, it's now draw. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I know it's got to be hard for them, but uh, anyway, it was just it was it was nice to hear because it was somebody that reached out to me that said, "Hey, by the way, your guys's complaints, we heard them, and that's we're cool. and we're talking about it." And so uh, you, you can hope for it. that's all you can hope for, man. I yep. thought that was such a that's positive cool. thing. Uh, all right, let's do this. Um, before we talk about the rest of this USC card, I want to give I want to give uh, PFL some love because they do have a big event this weekend. <laughs> the- the, and the weigh-ins is wrapping up right here in front of me. That's fantastic. <laughs> and and, and it's, uh, we can talk about it. A lot of times we just kind of glaze right through PFL because it's happening either while we're recording this podcast or it's going to be in the hours after. Uh, but because it's on Friday, I want to give them a little love. And because PFL reached out and set me up with a couple of big names, including Kayla Harrison, who, uh, I, listen, I'm just going to set it up off the top. I, I'm a believer in Kayla Harrison. I think she is everything that she says she is, um, you know, whether or not she'll get to prove that in the UFC remains to be seen, but uh, but we'll talk about that. I had, a, I had a, a, a a nice conversation with Kayla Harrison about a number of topics, and I want to share that with you guys uh, ahead of her headlining uh, spot against Cindy Dandois at 2021 PFL 6. So here is Kayla Harrison. It's another week for you, another uh, main event on ESPN. Uh, ESPN 2, I guess, but it's still the ESPN family. I mean, is it still like a big deal to you? Is it exciting at all to be headlining shows, or is this just – Another another day at the office for you.
2: I mean every time I fight
0: I I,
2: I get pretty excited. So <laughs> it could be it could be in a bar and I still get excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you look at it? All right, coming in, you're actually in second place even though you got the the big win. Do you, uh, uh, do you look at the standings at all? I mean, do you do the math? I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't think you're guaranteed a playoff at this point.
2: No, I um I don't look at the Scoreboard or do the math, but I mean, I know I'm going to go out there and get a get a win and and do my job. So, just one step at a time. No
0: doubt.
3: I'm
2: never. Uh, in first. I wasn't in first lap tournament. <laughs> it's. Just, I know, right? Unbelievable.
0: That's great. Uh I'm curious. You know, this season it's been interesting. I mean, it doesn't affect you, but uh PFL brought in some high profile additions, right? A lot of big names, mm-hmm. and they haven't exactly blown away the competition, right? I mean, Anthony struggled a little bit. Rory, I think, is a yeah, a questionable decision at best. But we saw Fabrizio. I mean, has that been eye-opening for you at all to to uh, to see these high-profile names? You know, not exactly just come in and wipe people out.
2: Um. No, I mean, I think that I kind of I don't want to say I expected it, but I, I mean, it's you know. For one, I think when you watch the season and you watch the fights, you could have all kinds of fighters who aren't big names, who aren't stars, who aren't whatever, maybe don't even have the best records. But when you watch these fights, these people are like, they're going after it, you know? They're fighting for their lives. They're fighting for the opportunity to better their lives, to win a million dollars. You know, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters except that that performance inside of the Cajun if you win or if you lose. So I'm not surprised by it. I think that... um It's tough. You know, every fight counts. Everything matters when you're in the PFL. So, um, you know, it's good to see that the promotion is bringing in big names and big stars. But I think um, maybe better to build big names and big stars.
0: Well, I was going to say, I mean, to me, in a lot of ways, it validates what what you've done even more. (laughs) I mean, your run... You know, you've had the target on your back since you came in there and we're seeing yeah. these people who clearly had targets on their back yeah. and they struggled a little bit does it kind of make you even more proud to say, you know, look at what I've been able to do?
2: Um I mean, I try not to compare myself too much to anyone. I feel like the media does a good enough job of that for me <laughs> with the rest <laughs> of the world. Um but I mean, I am proud of of what I've accomplished. I'm, I'm proud of um you know everything I do inside the cage and outside the cage. I try to live my life, you know, in a good way. And I work hard. I train hard. I deserve to win. And it feels good when I go out there and and do what I'm supposed to do.
0: Does this run feel at all like it did when you were trying to repeat as a gold medalist? Right, like you've already been there. You've done it. You've accomplished all that. So I wonder if that repeat mentality is is helpful because I could see maybe I don't want to say motivation being a problem. But yeah, I mean when you've already done it. It's, it's a little bit less exciting to have the chase, right? To do it again is a little tougher.
2: I mean, I think I would say that I have a little more nerves this year. Um, not nerves, but like anticipation and excitement. You know, I know that um, every fight is, is a tough fight. I've learned from experience not to take anyone lightly, especially Larissa Pacheco. Um, I think that um, – so many times in my judo career, I fought the same girls over and over and over again, and this kind of feels like that a little bit. So, um, it's just about going out there and instilling my will and being dominant. And um, you know, this is the last. This is the last year on my contract. So, putting a big, big emphatic stamp on me being the baddest woman on the planet, and um, going out there and proving it
0: yeah i was kind of curious if you know i know you said you don't look at the standings but are there any matchups you're hoping to avoid like i was wondering are you like please don't make me fight pacheco again like i I don't want to fight a third time
2: i think that she's (laughs) definitely the second best in the division you know after what i saw from the first fights i think i mean i think she's just a very well-rounded fighter um i think she's a lot better than people give her credit for just because of her young days in the ufc um, but I think in 145 and 155, she's a top five fighter in the world. So um, I think it's inevitable. I would like to fight somebody different just to continue to get experience, but I never get what I want. So
0: <laughs> we'll see how it all plays out. First, of course, you got Cindy Dandois this weekend, uh, a judo black belt. I'm, cu- I mean, I'm curious, right? Like sh- she is such an interesting fighter. Her style mm-hmm. is so unique to her, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and she does have a judo background, so it's mm-hmm. intriguing. But she's also not a two-time gold medalist judoka. You know what I mean? So what do you expect? I mean, do you think that she's going to want to clinch and see what happens there? Or do you think no?
2: Yeah. No, I think she's going to want to. I mean, I think that people tend to go to where they're comfortable, um, especially when shit's getting crazy inside of a cage. So, um, no, I I definitely expect her to grapple. I think she might even pull guard at some point. Um, I know she's got some funky submissions and leg locks and stuff like that. I expect her to try and catch me with something like that, but you know, I've overprepared for this. I'm, i more than ready. My team has done all of the research and studying, and they've done their due diligence, and um, we're ready for wherever the fight goes.
0: Would that be a mental test for you if she was actually able to toss you? Oh my god! <laughs> That's not. No, it's not going. <laughs> it's not even a possibility. No.
2: I mean, I would like to say that I'll retire if that happens, but I th- wow. I shouldn't say shit like that. So I'm going <laughs> to say, um, listen, I- I've overcome a lot of adversity in my life. So at least at MMA, if you get thrown on your back, the match isn't over, right? I still have an opportunity to win, so... <laughs>
0: Uh, I was gonna say if, if look, I know it would be difficult to have. But if it happened, it'd be fun. I, I would be interested to see if you would be pissed off or if you would smile oh and God, almost I laugh at how, how ridiculous would be,
2: it would be. No, I would be
0: furious. Let's not you even. I don't. Don't make me angry right now, okay? I'm in my zen <laughs> bubble. I'm. Oh we'll relax. We'll relax. <laughs> uh, listen, after this fight, uh, you'll have about a two month break. Uh, the Olympics will pop up during that time. Will you? Uh, yeah. Do you do you watch the Olympics anymore? I mean, is it something that interests you, or now that your time's yeah. over, do, do you move on?
2: Yeah, I I didn't really I haven't really followed judo circuit that much, but obviously the Olympics are truly unique and special. I actually got um I got asked to commentate for NBC um for the judo portion, but I, I just it's not I don't think it's going to be able to work out with the schedule of fighting and having two kids and it's going to be tough. So I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to commentate this year. I wish I could cuz that would be a lot of fun and great experience, but um we'll see.
0: Maybe in the future that would be a very yeah, cool for opportunity sure. for you.
2: For sure, I did. I actually had to do an audition and everything, and I was like, mm, "Wow, I'm nervous, but it was fun."
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I, like, t- I don't want to get know your take the
2: rules anymore.
0: <laughs> well, that's pretty bad if you don't know the rules. <laughs> um, I, I want to get your take. Uh, we, we hear the debate a lot, so I've kind of left it, but now I'm kind of interested again. MMA and his an Olympic sport, could it ever happen? Should it ever happen? It seems to me like it's almost impossible to to do. What? what but But what do you think? Is it possible at all?
2: I mean, it's possible, I guess, but it's not probable. Like, it's... I think MMA and the biggest promotions have their... their uh, They sort of got their model based off boxing, which is way more entertainment-based versus sport-based. And in order to be an Olympic sport, you have to meet all kinds of criteria. You have to have one unified government. You have to have one unified set of rules. You have to have participation and x amount of countries you have to have viewership in x amount of countries you have to have complete equality between men and women like it's there's a ton of stuff you have to to do in order to qualify as an olympic sport and i think that that would be i mean can you even just imagine all all of mma like getting together and deciding on anything in unison like never mind one government like can you imagine them just all getting together just to do anything
0: (laughs) no no i think it'd be tough Uh that's good, but that's it. So it's funny because your argument against it is about the the just the way of pulling it together. But as an athlete, I mean, do you think it'd be because that's what I've always heard is the argument is like, how could you fight that frequently, that you know, that close? But you don't even think that's the biggest hurdle.
2: Oh no, I mean that would be another huge hurdle if you got <laughs> past all the other thirty seven hurdles that I just mentioned. But um, yeah, I guess I never thought about fighting that frequently it would be really tough. Um, I know that there's an international MMA federation that is like, yes. they have like a, a beginners program, a grassroots program, and they have a IMMAF world championships and stuff like this. Um, I don't know what their rule sets are. I don't know if they wear headgear or shin guard. I don't know exactly what they do. Um, it would be really tough, I think, to make MMA an Olympic sport. And the MMA that you see now, like in the PFL and Bellator and UFC, like that would there's no way. That would be possible, in the yeah, way.
0: like yeah, it'd have to be head- imagine, heavily modified. Can
2: you imagine like Dustin fighting Max Holloway in the semifinals, and then a day later <laughs> having to fight Conor McGregor? Like that doesn't even make any, you know? Like it would be impossible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, when you put it that way, it sounds pretty crazy. It sounds pretty crazy. Well, let me ask you another uh, Olympics-related question. Clarissa Shields, did you have you had a chance to talk to her afterwards? I know you said you kind of see yourself as a bit of a mentor to her and, yeah. and to help. Have you had a chance to talk to her since her debut? And 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 what you know, what were your, your take overall?
2: Um, I just said good job. You know, I think I'm not like I don't want to be. Uh, I know that she has talked about wanting to fight in the season next year and wanting to fight me in the future. So I don't want to be like too big sistery to her. I kind of just like you know. I said, good job, you know, way to go, watched you. I, I think we all knew that she was going to have holes. We all knew that she was going to struggle in some aspects of the game, um, which she did, but she's a winner and she found a way to win, which is what winners do. So I applaud her for that. I think it um, PFL's job is a little bit tougher from this point on, like where do you go from here? And I think that um, hopefully now – this whole like Kayla fighting Clarissa thing can be put to bed because it's just like it doesn't make any sense. You know, it would be like you guys saying, "Oh, Kayla should fight Amanda after I had my first fight." Like it doesn't make any sense. You know, like why? Right. Uh, no,
0: that's stupid. Stop. I agree. She did show, like you said, though, she showed a lot of heart, a lot of athleticism, and Absolutely. boy, she finds a way to land those punches. The the strikes that she was able to throw were mm-hmm. vicious.
2: They were. They were. She's got fast hands. I was impressed.
0: Oh. No question. Where do, you, where do you think you stand in your own development? I mean, do you feel at this point you are a fully developed martial artist? I'm not saying you can't get better. Everybody can get better. Obviously, everybody's improving. But do you feel you're a fully developed mixed martial artist at this point?
2: Um, I no. I mean, I think, no, I keep getting better. I think I can keep getting better. I think what's crazy to me is, like, how little I've been able to showcase how well-rounded I am. Because when I go, when I'm sparring and when I'm, you know, I don't get takedowns every round in sparring because these mofos that I'm sparring, you know, sprawl. And like it's, I, so my striking has had to develop. I've had to get good at being on my feet. I'd never show it in a fight, but I would like for that to come through at some point. But I also just want to win. So I have to go do what I'm best at, which is win. It's tough. I think that I'm going to just continue to get better and, if there, I think what's good for me, what makes me feel confident, and what makes me feel better, is there. If there is ever a day that comes where a, a female is able to stop a takedown, like I'm not gonna be a fish out of water. I'm not gonna be like, oh god, what do I do now? Like, I'm gonna be comfortable. I'm gonna be confident. I'm I'm gonna stay composed. And. Who knows?
0: Maybe I'll actually get a knockout someday. Maybe. Who knows? Well, I was going to ask, do you guys talk theory or do you think? Because here's what I see in martial artists sometimes, especially specialists. It's like they get to a point in their career where they want to show, hey, I can strike. So they go into fights thinking strike first, strike first, strike first. Mm. Even though, as you said, (laughs) using your base, using what got you to Mm. the dance, that's what helps you win because you're you're, you're light years above other people there. So do you ever talk about that? Like, do you go into a fight thinking I want to display something?
2: I mean, we definitely talk about it against opponents, you know. We've talked about it a lot. I never do it. I mean, we all we always think I'm gonna do it and then I get in the cage and I don't do it. So <laughs> Um Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall in love with striking and like be like, oh, I'm only gonna strike. I'm only gonna like, no, I'm gonna go where the fight goes. And I'm gonna take what's given to me or I'm gonna take it by force. Um well, but yeah, we talk about it. I just don't. <laughs>
0: no. Just... I think. Hey, listen. I, I think that's smart. I think you stick with what you know. You're yeah, the world's right? best like, at. You know. If that's.
2: If this, if it's all about numbers to me, like if you're ninety nine point nine on grappling and you're only fifty on striking, and this girl's, you know, maybe she's only thirty on striking, but she's a uh, thirty on grappling like why of course why wouldn't I grapple like who wants to give anyone a chance to get you know like I don't want to give anyone a chance I don't want to give anyone a chance I don't want to let them breathe when they're in there with me like I want to go out there and get it over with I want to
0: yeah that's awesome that's awesome hey one last kind of big picture question I want to ask you I really didn't occur to me until recently but I I was thinking about this the other day you know people talk about like the featherweight division the women's featherweight division and of course the lightweight division you're in being like a little thin or not having as much talent but then I think about it you Amanda and Cyborg I mean Amanda and Cyborg are obviously two of the greatest to ever do it Mm -hmm. and you're on your way to being one of those as well if you girls were all under one umbrella it'd be one hell of a division so is it is it so do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that all three of you are in different organizations I guess on the one hand it's like you're all stars in your own organization but on the other hand if you were all together I think people would say Holy cow, look how deep that division is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that there's definitely a lot of good fighters at 45 and 55. I think that they are scattered amongst all the the promotions. Um, I mean, selfishly, I think it sucks because I want to fight the best. But, you know, for my bank account, for Amanda's bank account, for Cyborg's bank account, like, it works out, right? We all are <laughs> making good money. We're all stars. We all get to live a good life. And, like, it's great. But... It would be so badass to to to, yeah. There are a lot. It's not a it's not a thin division. It's just that it's spread out. You know, like it's not. I don't know. It takes time to build big things. So.
0: Well, I was gonna say, there's more talent developing. You guys are showing the way that hey, you know, there's you know, there's a lucrative career in doing this. So.
2: I have no doubt that ten years from now, women's MMA will be like cutthroat. You know, impossible to, like, how you see the men's divisions now, I think 10 years from now, the women's divisions will be equally as competitive and equally as difficult to break through in the ranks, you know? We have so many guys at the gym, all killers, and it's like they fight on local promotions and are killers, you know? And I'm like, what the, like, Jesus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No question about it. You you said uh, you ended your contract this year. Is it going to be a tough decision to figure out what's next? Is it all just come down to who's going to show you the money, or is is it is it going to be a hard um, choice for you to make?
2: You know, I gotta I gotta get through the season. I gotta go out there and do my job. I gotta put a big emphasis on I'm the baddest woman on the planet here. Let me show you why. Um, I gotta make people pay attention and and be so good that you can't ignore me and. Um, just go out there and kill right now and then we'll see what happens.
0: That's awesome. Well, the next step is Friday night, not Thursday night, right? It's Friday night. Make sure everybody knows. Uh, Friday. You, you've been saying it over and over. You, you, you want to establish that so you're the baddest woman on the planet. So the goal here, it, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's more than just win. you, you feel like you got to get style points. What is, what is, what is the goal here? I
2: mean, I want to win by TKO, KO or submission. You know, I want to go out there and just, <clears throat> I want to be scary. I want people to look at me and go, God, she's scary. That's it.
0: All right, Kayla Harrison uh, ahead of her headline spot. You know, kind of, I guess, a lot to unpack. I mean, we're considering in, in dissected. We talked, we touched on a lot of topics, and that's why, why I, I like uh I like speaking with Kayla because I think she addresses things pretty openly and pretty freely. Um, listen, I, I do favor her over Cindy Dandois. So I, my conversation wasn't necessarily geared towards that fight as much. No disrespect to Cindy, but, uh, you know, Cindy's got some great grappling and some judo. Uh, Kayla Harrison has two-time gold medal winning judo. and. and, and yeah. I mean, just insane power, explosiveness, that sort of thing. So I, I think she's in her ground for a pound is just uh, ridiculous. It's, it's vicious. But I, I think she's, I think she's the real deal. Um, you know, I, I'm just gonna side with her on this. You know, I, I think from what I've heard behind the scenes, PFL really wants to put together Clarissa Shields and Kayla Harrison. Uh, oh, because man, that of,
1: would be such a good fight.
0: Yeah, I just, you can't do it. As she said, you know, I mean, I think she was trying Did to. Did you not his, feel my like sarcasm? Yeah, I, oh, either? I know exactly. I felt your sarcasm. <laughs> I was saying. You know, I think she was trying to be as respectful as possible there um, and support her fellow Olympian, but <coughs> you can't do that.
1: That would, uh, she would just absolutely just wreck Clarissa. If that, yeah, almost um, and died there. if Brittany Elkins could, could hold her down and make her feel inadequate, Kayla would just, oh my lord. I just feel like Kayla could with one arm sort of hold her down then you know sort of lock up her legs and just with the right arm will literally finish her with strikes
0: let the world know that Coke Coffee just completely no-sold me almost dying over here <laughs> He just was like yeah, yeah I was I thought, I thought I was I thought I was gone I thought this was it this was going to be the final episode of the MA Road show 326 <laughs> I didn't, fantastic I didn't episodes. see you grab the heart and just say it's oh, the big one I thought I was <laughs> the big one <laughs> uh, but no you're right about that so I so I, I listen I hope I'll be honest I hope they don't put that fight together. I just think it would ruin Clarissa Shields' uh progress as as a martial artist and uh you know obviously a fantastic or would it striker. Would be a
1: great eye opener for her.
0: Oh, I just I mean, it's uh, the kind of eye-opening that makes you realize I'm closing my eyes now and I'm never fighting yeah. in the day again. So I, it, I don't would be t-
1: it would be tough for her at the very beginning to literally fight the woman that is one of the best ones. Exactly
0: as she said. That would be like putting me against on. Amanda Nunes after my first fight. That makes no sense. Yeah. So, um, you know, and listen, where she goes next, you know, if she finishes up the season, as she mentioned, you know, she's a free agent uh, after the season. I'll be, I, I would love to see her go to the USC. I really, I'm really. telling you, I really do believe she's got the skills to be a champion. I really do believe she's got the skills. She doesn't like talking about it, but I believe she has the skills to potentially beat Amanda Nunes. Of course, she has to get by the striking. Amanda is, is a better striker, but she's getting better every day, and I'd love to see it. But, listen, if PFL is going to keep investing in her you know, to use her as the face of the company... You know, I I see fans going, oh, who's this girl saying she's going to be the baddest woman on the planet? You're not the baddest woman on the planet if you don't come to the UFC. And I I get it. I mean, I've always said it's difficult to be – like, it would be hard for me to rank her number one pound for pound in the world if she doesn't come to the UFC and beat the top contenders. That would be difficult for me to do, so I get that. But I just caution anybody who writes her off and says she's not that good because she's not in the UFC. We've seen it over and over. Like, I do believe she's capable of beating anybody in the UFC. And I'd like to see her in the UFC. But if PFL is going to pay her more money, you stay in PFL, right? You, yeah. just, you just stay and there. And she's fighting at a weight class
1: that she's more – She doesn't uh, have to cut. She doesn't have to cut. She's happy, with, she's happy with the 55. I think she's strong. She feels good. Um, You know – Granted, it probably wouldn't be the hardest cut for her to drop 10 pounds. You know, um, but what if the featherweight goes away? <laughs> that's true. She can't come over the UFC yeah, and then problem. be expected to try to go down the bandwagon. I don't way. think, I don't think she could do 35. I don't, I don't think, think so She is way too she big. She probably could, but it would be really bad for her. Yeah. I don't think she would have the same sort of dominant performance.
0: When you see her in person, like, she is. She's a decent size. She's big.
1: She's thick, man. Yeah. I mean, like, she's got great, big, strong legs. I mean, yeah. um, she's not like a. You know, when we say thick, you know, people have the wrong connotations. She's just very muscular. muscular. Very, very sort of, you know, stocky. Um, And that works at 55. As she starts going down, depending on the weight class, she's going to have to shed muscle. And when she sheds that muscle, she's going to start shedding some of that advantage that she has and just leaps and bounds at 155. She's going to literally manhandle Dan And I like
0: Cindy. I think she's a nice girl. She's the sweetest girl. This she is, is so outclassed in
1: this, yeah. in every aspect. Striking on the ground, uh, it's if it gets past the first round, I'd be shocked. I would be shocked, and I would give Cindy a lot of uh, you know kudos. I'd be shocked. I'd she's be shocked. you know, it, wow, she's just really outclassed in this one. She's soft, but people. they're it's a, they're in a hard po- place. I mean, who are you going to put in front? Of them? They just don't have the people. That's why she needs to go where there's more people, but.
0: Unless she's getting paid a lot of money. Unless she's getting paid,
1: <laughs> who wouldn't want to stay with a, a a lesser roster that you just manhandle or woman handle in this case, and you're getting a nice big fat paycheck?
0: I right, that's that's what you do. I'd stay. So I should say, if you like what you listen to, uh, make sure you take a second and, and log into wherever you're you're listening to, and make sure you take a second to rate us, review us. That helps us out a lot. Apple Podcasts is where I check it out. Uh, the last person that left us some feedback there. It's been a couple months. Come on. We need some feedback in there. If you haven't ever left us feedback in there, do it. The last one that left us feedback, I don't remember if I read this or not. It was Timmy El Jefe. And he said, he left us five stars, by the way, which I really appreciate that. He said, first question, go ahead, John Morgan. And then uh, that, was the, that was the title. And then uh, the, the feedback was, great podcast. Anything Morgan does is solid. Oh. I, mean, I can't. I, I mean, I'm blushing right now. I'm blushing. I'm wow. blushing. Uh, or if you really like what you listen to, make sure you uh, you step your game up. Help support the show, Patreon.com/slash/TheMMARoadshow. the You can log in over there for as little as three dollars a month. You can help support us. If you want to jump up to those those bigger levels of five dollars or ten dollars a month, then you can Star then you're Britain just Kingdom directing us at that point. We'll we'll literally uh, oh shit! I forgot we'll, to
1: ask questions for this.
0: Thanks, cold coffee. Damn it! We're supposed to be reaching out to ask those questions, but you know what? I want to was My birthday. I was, it it I is. Your, it is your birthday. You get. You you get to. I have to send. I have you to send get to pass them them. on us. sorry, everyone. Apologies. Apologies. But here's what we're gonna do in uh, it, to make up for it. <laughs> we always like to shout out people that are that are, that are joining up, that are just you know kind of coming on board, and we we like to let them know, hey, we see you, we appreciate yep. you. But you know what we don't do enough of that I'm going to do right now? What's that? Recognize the OGs of the game. Mm, the OGs of the game. OGs. So let me shout out a couple of people that definitely need some shout outs. The people that, you know, we already talked to over at patreon.com slash the MA Roadshow. That's, that's the spot where we all kind of interact over there, have our little community over there. We share some exclusive stuff, including the and a half episodes after every single UFC event, which is basically every single week. <laughs> but shout out number one, of course. Goes to Ryan Vanoy, who uh, is incredibly kind behind the scenes. Uh, what He's is it? Foundation I, member. I, uh, I, I,
1: foundation. I, has.
0: really honestly think there's a, a real case to be made that this uh, podcast should be renamed. Ryan Vanoy presents <laughs> the MMA Roadshow with John Morgan. That's 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 how kind Ryan Vanoy is to us behind <laughs> the scenes. Funny. He is, as you said, the foundation member. But then you got some solid OGs that have been there from the start. Listen to this crew that's been here from the start. Shout out these names, man. Mark Fellows, of mm. course. Jared Sorensen. Mm. Joe from H-Town. Joe Caldwell. Mm. Jake Gargiulo. Gargiulo. Moon Bear. Our, our man, Moon. I had to throw in the bear. That's not really his name, but he's Moon Bear to me. Yeah, well, That's his social handle. That's what I'm saying. Hans Bjorklund. Brent Barnett. Hans Brown forever. Sean Carlson. All these OGs. And many more that I'm from sure. From day is. one. And listen. I don't. I don't mean to leave other people out. there. good. I'm gonna start shouting out people a little bit more because we appreciate the support. Yeah. But these are the OGs of the game. These, this is. These are talking about. These are. These are. These are day one. This is P one day one. Hardcore OGs. That crew right there. Mad respect.
1: Yeah. I'm all thrown off now. Just, the fact that I just now remembered that I was gonna put out a question. Thing ask yesterday. I it's was his birthday. Ask. It was my birthday. I fucking just <laughs> completely spaced. He on had it. the
0: meat sweats and totally forgot. Like,
1: legit meat sweats. <laughs> legit meat sweats. Oh. When you get the meat sweats while you're halfway through and knowing that you still got to go in more, you're like, all right, we got to pace ourselves. You know when you're in a deep fight and you're really gutting it out and you know you got to push yourself to the next level? I was at that point, and I said, you can't quit. Don't quit, son. There's people looking up to you. There's people that are like, I want, I want to eat that meat, too, so you eat that meat, son. And so I heard that voice in my back of my head. I was like, I can do it. Should I get more fried cheese? They would want me to get more fried cheese. So I got some more fried cheese. <laughs> and then they brought the pecan, and you know, I said, sir, no, my button is red. I should, but I'm not a quitter. Bring the, Hold bring on. That you, back, you you had reached a status where
0: even with a red button, they, they still served they you They
1: coming. Well, no, they finally stopped, but no, I grabbed them after I had it red buttoned. <laughs> If if you ever been the Brazilian tickets, last time they have a, a button or a tab or anything is green and red. Green means bring me the meats. The red means I'm fucking dying over here. Stop bringing them. Um, they were coming so quick, I was like, I I my plates put loaded. Put it on red right now. I put it on red.
0: And don't be afraid to put it on red for a little no, bit. Nah, it's so good. Come back.
1: You but, gotta have strategy. And then I went I went red, and at some point I was like, I don't really want to come. So I just flagged them over. I was like, I was like, hey, hey you. Can, I'm not can you bring going that fully
0: back. green. I'm bringing it Dude, you, know, you got it. I'm talking. To- you talk about veteran strategies. You see, that's that's oh, man. that's went, a veteran oh, move right there. That's somebody was, that understands the game. You know, the, my you,
1: fight you, matters. That you, was my fight. Yesterday.
0: You come <laughs> in and you you make, you make your tourist career debut. You're just excited to be there. You know what I'm saying? You get. Fate. You know, you get the tris Korea jitters. I mean, we've all, we've all we've all seen it happen. Jitters is real. It's real shit. Man. It's real. And no, it has
1: been a while, so I, I was a little. Uh, I had some uh, tris korea rust.
0: Oh, the tris Korea rust, but you, you were able to
1: shake it off. I, you know, some people say it's not a real thing. You know, but Dominic uh, Cruz says the tris Korea rust know, is not a real I thing. I was like, I was like, is it is it here? Am I am I as good as I was? Am I a little slow? Um, but I just I work through it. Yeah. I
0: worked through it. That's amazing. I think what's awesome is that while you were uh, eating uh, yesterday during that, you know, you, you you sent me a couple messages, which was cool. You showed me the spread that you were working. But then I know you also uh, you Facetimed with Mark Hunt as well, and you showed him. You said, "Mark, look at what I got going here. Look at my look at my skills. Look at my look at look at my career game." It was and, crazy. And I I I'm, ho- I'm hoping, I think you collected that audio right of his reply. It was, it, was re- it was really quick. Let me play it. <laughs>
1: Eat more. <laughs> That's all he said. He <laughs> I told mean, me to eat more and I was like, I'm doing it for him. He's to the point. Mark Hunt gets to the point. He's <laughs> You know what I mean? He's not he's not a really long talker, he just kinda gets to it and I was like, dude, that I I, I was moved to tears. When he when, when he said like eat more, I was like, I can't stop.
0: I can't stop. You think Mark Hunt when he goes to Triskoria he hits the walk off Triskeria like, you know what I mean? He does <laughs> one last piece of meat and he just slams it and then just turns around and walks off hand in the hand, air.
1: Hand in the air? <laughs> I don't know, but I think I will next time I go to the one. Churis- I- <laughs>
0: <laughs> the churis <Korea> walk-off, dude.
1: <laughs> and then I want them
0: to slow clap applause. <laughs> because I, as they walk out the door, they're like,
1: I've never seen
0: such a thing. Just a, just a tear rolls down their eyes. They see you walk out of there. They're like, that is a churis Korea master. That's the churis you know? Korea goat. You might be some, the churis some Korea goat. Some people have
1: their dreams, and some people just <laughs> made for certain
0: things. <laughs> All right, let's talk about UFC Fight Night 190 co main event. Tanner Bolger versus Ovince St. Pru. Uh, kind of a weird fight. I mean, one that came out of left field, of course. Ovince uh, St. Pru lost his uh, original opponent, Maxim Grishin. They paired him up as a heavyweight with Tanner Bolger, um, which, you know, Tanner is not the biggest heavyweight, of course. Uh, you know, he always says, look, I can't cut to light heavyweight even if I wanted to, but, uh, but not that big. Um, an interesting fight, and Tanner. Has a little chip on his shoulder. He's a little he's a little angry. I mean he's, he
1: came in super angry at the I, beginning. I was like, What is going on I here? I
0: feel like he was incredibly annoyed that he had to talk to us and tried to uh you know, try to try to keep him in good spirits. Um I don't know if we did that or not. I He did by the end. At the beginning
1: I was like I was I was I was giving you credit in my mind, I was like, Man, if I was John, I'd be like, Fuck this dude. I'm done with this. <laughs> he he was giving so much attitude at the beginning, I was just like, God, he is not happy right now I was like why did we get pushed early to do this i was thinking like oh he's amped he's ready to do this he wants to do this and then once he started going I was like oh no he just wants to get the hell out of here that's it you know actually
0: started the whole media day early sent us an email to like hey guys show up earlier than you're supposed to because tanner bozier wants to go and then it's clear he didn't want to speak to us so he's angry uh he's uh pissed off that he's had losses he 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 wants to he wants to pick up a win here uh was frustrated his last result uh, and now he's fighting a couple weeks later. Of course, he, he lost the decision to Iller Latifi. He thought he should have won that fight. Uh, I did score the fight for Iller Latifi as well, but I understand his frustration. Now he wants to win a fight. So he's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh, Ovince Peru kind of laughed. He's like, I, I've seen some of his anger. He's like, I don't know. He's not directed at me, so it's not my fault. But uh, we'll see how that plays out, if it's, if it's a good thing or a bad thing for Tanner Bolger. Uh, Danilo Marcus versus Kennedy and Jeku. Uh Kennedy, of course, was in that absolute war last time out, but kind of made it very clear, like, I don't want to be in that kind of fight again where I'm taking a ton of damage. Uh, you know, I've, 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 I've worked on making things a little bit smoother, a little bit better, uh, and we're going to do, you know, we're, we're going to try to fight a little bit cleaner this time out. Meanwhile, Danilo Marcus kind of a veteran of the game, finally in the UFC, and uh, has Damian Maya in his corner, which is which is pretty awesome to see, man. Damian hasn't done a lot of cornering in his career, but he's actually in his corner. And then, as I said, the rest is, you know, this fight card, we, we talked about, you know, maybe maybe the headliner doesn't have the the, the huge appeal that we want, but I think this, this little three-pack of fights to get the, the main card started, Andre Feely versus Daniel Pineda, Nicholas Dalby versus Tim Means, and Jai Herbert versus Hinata Mokano, Come on, man. I, th- I mean, that to me, that looks like a three bangers back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So, uh, man, I, I think, you know, this this ESPN Plus exclusive on a Saturday afternoon, like I said, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific for the main card, what else you got going on, man? This looks like a – to me, it looks like fun fights. Um, you know, Andre Feely, I, I guess, was probably one of the most memorable interviews, just saying wants to, wants to stay busy, you know, doesn't want that layoff anymore. Um, that's another guy that always has good energy Energy great, coming in on fight week. Great energy. And he's always fun to see. I lo- I lo- it's, it's probably worth checking out Andre Feely's interview as well. I loved his answer about Daniel Pineda when we talked about, hey, does this, you know, it looks on paper like this is going to be an exciting fight. And he, he mentioned, hey, I'm excited to, to get matched up with Pineda. Uh, and I love what he said. He's like, dude, he's like, I've seen this guy fight. He's like, i never met him before. I know him. I, he's like, I know what he's like. He's like, I know this is a fighter. This is a dude that's coming in to bang. He's not coming to run. He's not coming to to outpoint. He's coming to actually strike. I know who this guy is. He's like, I'm excited about it. So that main card, that main card looks solid to me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, can't complain. The earlier afternoons, we're going we're to leave the Apex, and it's still going to be daylight outside, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to that any of those that stand out to you as, as your favorite or, or somebody that hmm. uh, – Hinata Moikano, by the way, another <laughs> Hinata r- Moikano's English is getting phenomenal. He actually apologized as he sat down and was like, hey, man, I'm going to do this all in English, so sorry if it's bad. And I'm like, I don't think he said one thing wrong the whole time. It was awesome. Yeah. It was funny
1: because I was looking right at that fight when you said that. I think that fight's going to be interesting. Um, to start off the main card, I think that's the kind of fight that's going to bring a lot of energy, good good striking, good pace. And I think both those guys uh, – I think. If we don't see a finish, that's going to be uh, – I think that's an under-the-radar fight of the night candidate right there. Um, the one right below that, Kennedy and – Jeku, Jeku. I always tough butcher one. that one. Kennedy. Um, Kennedy. Um, I thought he, at his last fight, showed – Sort of broke out of his shell a little bit. So, I'm in, in, excited to see how that is. And he's got a super tough uh, fight. Uh, Marquez is legit. Um that's another one that could be a lot of good action. But that's also one that we could see that one get stopped for and, sure.
0: And, dude, i not tell me Felipe Pineda is going to bang, Dolby and Means could bang. So I, I think we're in for a pretty uh,
1: – Yulia versus Yulia. I'm hearing that that's what the PR was saying. They both go by Yulia. Like Yulia Stolyarenko, who's super cute but has not the, hasn't had the greatest success. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, when she was uh, what was it, the contender series or the ultimate fighter, when we saw her, yep. I was like remember we saw her, I was like, Oh, she seems really sweet. I was like, I hope she's great and I was like, Oh well but, but she didn't have the most success. I was stuff. a
0: tough matchup. She
1: is so badass. I was yep. like and this another one, I'm like, God, they don't not give Stoly easy fights.
0: She's, well, what? I was gonna, I was gonna save the prelims, but since you ducked down there, but we'll get to the prelims. Oh, in a second. I, so oh sure. I thought
1: you were just. Oh, see, so you no, were just talking, about, just the talking about the main card. card. Well, oh, you know, okay. Don't
0: you remember in our pre-production meeting when we laid out the notes? Very, very timely. <laughs> I, you got, you got to consult the notes from the production meeting, man. I'm, I'm, you, I'm, know, you know, I'm gonna have to I learn. Just,
1: I just, I just from the I'm going to have to alert
0: the rest of the staff that you weren't paying attention to the All notes right. today. Well, and th- and th- maybe, maybe I could tell your head wasn't there in the production <laughs> meeting. Maybe you went a little hard last night. Maybe you went a little hard last night. There's no maybe. But I need you in our production meeting, our lengthy pre-prep production meetings, I need you to pay attention so that we're hitting our marks here, okay? <laughs> we're, we didn't hit our mark here, and that's, that's kind of bothering me right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it slide, though. In fact, you know what? I need, I need a second to myself. So while, while I take the second to regroup, from this clear production error and, and just Cold Coffee's unwillingness to follow the the format that I've spent <laughs> hours preparing, and that the whole staff is really working
1: hard it. on. I mean, what is it? is that fuchsia? We've got a run sheet right here. We've got a
0: run sheet with specific times and marks, <laughs> and you're just skipping over them. Uh, I'm a little upset right now. So th- let's do this. Let's kick it over to uh, Anthony Pez. I had a chance to talk to Anthony Pez. Anthony's in a very unique situation here uh, because. Um, He lost his debut, and it didn't work out uh, well for him in his first PFL start. He's not the best showing. He's in danger of not making the playoffs, which is crazy, for for a high-profile addition that's chasing after it and one of the biggest names in the company. Uh, He's got an important fight on his hands on Friday, so I had a chance to speak to him, and uh, here was our conversation. All right, Showtime. So the PFL debut was in April. Obviously, it didn't go as you would have liked, I'm sure. Um, was that a shock to you, man? I know you wanted to come in there and make a, you know, a, a great first impression and weren't able to do that. Was it was it a little surprising to you?
3: Uh, no, you know what, man? I feel like um, you know, it definitely was surprising, but I feel like where my mindset was at, like going back and re- looking back at where I was at you know, mentally and like the preparation I did for the fight, I was trying to think like, I, I was going for a big knockout. You know, I was going for a, a Showtime finish. I was trying to be that guy that uh you know, the Showtime kick off the cage. And I forgot to build it up, man. So, like, I frustrated myself. Watching that fight just made me really frustrated with myself. I'm like, bro, I'm way better than my, what I did out there. And, um, you know, this time around, you know, I just, like, watched the fight, you know, wrote down everything I thought about that I could change that's in my possibility, that's in my power to change. And that's all I did. I started attacking that list, man. I can't, like, beat myself up. I can't, like, get mad at myself. I've been here before. Now, I've, it was 10 years ago when I lost my UFC debut, exactly this month. And then, I, you know, I went on my title run and, uh, you know, got that belt, you know, got a, a, a defense and did everything I did in the UFC over there. So I've been here before, um, and I feel like I'm, I'm more mature, I'm, I'm smarter in my approach. And, uh, you know, I, I, I realize being nice to myself and being, being kind to myself is going to get me further along than, you know, judging myself and, and, and being mean to myself.
0: That's interesting. You know, it's funny. I hadn't even thought about the comparison to your UFC debut, but it feels real similar, right? Like all the expectations on you, and then I just come did the up short. Time
3: kick, and then I lost the Clay Yeah,
0: and then
3: like, <laughs> it's like it's like the story of my life. I'm, I'm just like meant to. It's like meant to be this way. God's plan, kindness. So that's why I'm like the, at the point where I'm at. You know, it's like I've been here before. I have turned it around. Um, best thing I can do is change what's in my power. And I, I made that list, and I attacked that list like crazy. That's
0: awesome. So I guess the good thing about the PFL format is here you are. I mean, you're back two months later, right? So is that
3: like a, a good thing for you to, to just to get right back in the rhythm? Last time I was here, um, I was ready to go, bro. Like I, I was here for 12 days in that quarantine, 11 days in the quarantine. And then the, the press conference, like I go downstairs, I'm like, damn, I feel like my stomach feels a little off or like I'm nervous. I'm like, there's no way I'm nervous for this. I've been doing this way too long. You know, we just square off and then I get back to my room, I start throwing up, bro. Like I got super sick. I'm like, man you know, my daughter was coming that Monday, so I'm, like, calling my fiancé, like, I just ride it out and take this fight, she's, like, nah, like, like don't fight her, like, don't fight, it or don't fight when you're, like, not your 100%, so I, I called the fight, um, luckily, we still had the opportunity to come on this one, and, uh, kind of worked out well, because I think, uh, Montefio was gonna fight his teammate, and, uh, you know, they switched that up, he fought my guy, so, um, you know, kind of God's plan, man, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited to be here, I, I have an opportunity to, uh, become you know a champion still I got to go out there and finish this fight and uh doesn't really change what I thought about it's just I'm gonna take my time and and slowly slowly look for the finish not force it
0: it's interesting right because I'm curious because the way the format is you kind of need to go for the finish but you can't rush it it's such a kind of a, a difficult balance right because that's the whole thing is don't rush anything but the quicker you get this thing finished the better chance you have of being in the playoffs right so is that a difficult balance as you as you step in there
3: no, because oh, it is a difficult balance because, like, when, you, when you're rushing, like, for me, like, when I want to be Showtime and I want to be flashy, it's a different energy source, right? And then if you look at the clay Collard fight, that energy source isn't, you can't last that way. Like, you're throwing power shots, and especially with, and I, I won't make excuses, like, it's just experiences. Like I said, I made a list, I wrote it down. I, I haven't fought on a vinyl canvas or vinyl floor in such a long time. That it was so slippery out there. Every time I threw a kick, I was falling on my back, or like I, I, I couldn't get my footing on there. So I, I put that on there as adjustments. So I immediately focused on my boxing. I'm gonna use a lot more hands this fight. I've been posting it. You know, everybody's seen my what my what I've been attacking. He knows what I'm what I'm gonna be doing. Um, I'm I'm gonna be putting my hands together. I'm looking to, to put these these hands on them, and uh, I'm not gonna force the kicks. I'm not gonna force anything flashy. You're gonna see a, a well fought, smart fight by me.
0: It's interesting because I, d- I had seen how much boxing was on your feed, almost like entirely boxing on your social media. So I was curious. I mean, is that boxing for MMA or are you getting that little bug where you want to do the boxing
3: crossover at some point? Well, this boxing I'm doing now is for MMA, but I definitely will do some boxing in my career, man. I love I love to box and you know I'm I, just doing the training, man, listening to that music, seeing the guys I'm sparring with, man. Like it's it's just a fun environment. Um, you know, it's just like it's 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 just it's, you just want to be there. Um so I definitely will, you know, pursue that and Cena Anderson Silva do it, bro. That's that's my idol, man. Seeing a guy like that go out there like for I I have so much respect for that dude to see what he did against Chavez Jr. Um, you know, he could have fought, you know, Logan Paul, you know, and, and no one wanted better than I, but he chose to fight a guy who had real experience, real championships, and tested himself. That's the boxing I want to do. I don't want to go out there and have like a speculation. I don't want to fight at a concert. I wanna fight at a boxing show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, that was pretty inspiring performance, man. That was pretty unique. Yeah
3: definitely. But yeah, man, the, the boxing I'm doing right now is for MMA. It's for, um, it's, it's, it's Cuban style, Mexican style mix. It's range control, distance control stuff. I did very early in my career when I was just learning to put boxing together. Cause I was more of a Taekwondo guy with like decent power shots. I would throw haymakers. But when I decided to you know, pursue MMA as a career, I, I studied the Cuban and Mexican style with Duke. Um, and I found one of the best, you know, Cuban and Mexican coaches in Vegas. He agreed to let me be part of his team. Um, you know, so it's, it's huge for me man, to be out there and doing that and, and having fun doing it.
0: That's awesome. By the way, your jiu-jitsu is pretty good too, man. Do people ever talk to you about like, "Bro, go
3: go to the grappling more than you do?" Uh, man, you know what? I I, I do have really good jiu but like my submissions comes when I hurt guys. Like most of my wins are that are by submission. It's cuz I frustrated them on the feet and I made them give me the submission. They wanted out of it. They wanted to get the heck out of there. They didn't like it. Um, you know Kiesa like Kiesa's fight, you know, he he I stung him with that right hand. I'm um, off the kick, and then he he tried to take me down. And then I got a submission. Um, a lot of my submissions like that. I have a really good strong ground, ground game, but I like knocking people out, man. That's my that's my thing.
0: <laughs> it's funny. I've asked you this before, but I think you're a little older, more mature now. But I've asked you about the Showtime kick. If it was almost a, a curse in some ways because you're you're forced to be that guy. Do you ever think about? It now? I mean, like if you could change it, would you would you take it back so that people didn't always put that on your shoulders?
3: No, man. That's that's just like I mean, I'm. I've been doing this so long for like saying that I my UFC debut was 10 years ago. Whoa. I'm like, even just saying that right now, I didn't even put that together, but, uh, it, I've been doing this so long, man. Like now, now that I'm more mature and I know where I'm at, like, I I'm okay being polite and kind to of myself, man. Like I can't get frustrated with things I did in the past. Cause that's the past. Like that's, that's the things that I was supposed to do that at that time. Right now, this is a totally different time. I got to put myself in a, a brain state where I can create and not be a prisoner to anything like no, no Showtime name, no whatever the media thinks, whatever my coaches think it's literally, I got to be in a creative mind space.
0: That's awesome. Hey, talk about life outside of the cage, right? Uh, dad now, how amazing is that? Uh, brother as a champion. I got to think that's a little bit inspiring as well to see him reach those heights as well. I mean, is could life being a better place right now,
3: man, I'm blessed, bro. I'm definitely so blessed, but I like, like being part of this tournament being, being in the position I'm at, um, my daughter was born very healthy, uh, you know, cute, beautiful little girl. I can't couldn't ask for a better experience with that. You um, know, I'm, I'm my little brother's out here right now with me, training with me. You know, watching him do what he did, which that's what kind of inspired my transition to back to the basics. I saw how he fought his last fight. I'm like, dang, that's that's where I was at, and I got to get back to that 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 clean clean striking. Um, so you know, having him back here, he's inspiring me. It says everything's coming around full circle. I'm starting my my fight show comes up in October. I got a boxing event coming in, in December. Everything's just, uh, everything's flowing, man.
0: That's awesome. Let me say, as a fellow father, it's a blessing to be a father, but don't lie. Did it feel good to be in that bubble and be able to sleep in a little bit? <laughs> not
3: have yeah, so like, the, the first bubble I was in, like, I was like, man, because my daughter was due, like, the, we knew she was due the 14th. Like, we had that planned out so I could make my fight and then make the birth. Um, and then, uh, you know, the first bubble, I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, man, if she comes while I'm in here, imagine that story, like, explaining to her when she's like 10 years old. Hey, I, I was in quarantine in a, a tournament for this thing called the COVID. I missed your birth. Like it'd have been crazy. And I kept thinking that. But uh, you know, everything worked out the way it was supposed to, man. You know, I, I got home and you know, I didn't get to fight, but you know, I got home, saw my daughter's birth. I got I got to regroup. I got my, my head back right, and uh, you know, I got to, I got to see uh like I said, I got to see her see her birth. And that was that's the most important thing for me.
0: That's a beautiful thing, man. All right, we'll talk about this matchup. How smart feel. Um, what do you know about him? What do you think about him? how, how do you think your styles match up? Um, i know his last
3: fight honestly man like i watched his last fight i studied his last fight um i didn't go too far back in his career because you know like i said where you're at right now is the guy that, that, that's gonna show up or, or similar to that guy um I, I, he has great great right hand you know kind of right hand good to left check hook um he, he doesn't have too much off his back you know like when he's on his back he doesn't look for submissions he's not like trying to go for crazy stuff uh but you know my game plan is to knock them out. You know, I'm gonna go out there in the orthodox stance. You know, I've been showing it on my feeds. Like, there's nothing like I'm gonna change. I've been showing everything I'm doing. I'm gonna put them in the orthodox stance. I'm gonna find my rhythm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna build up a range, and once I find that range, it's showtime.
0: It's amazing. Is that just? Is it confidence that lot, I mean, like you just said, you're not hiding anything. You're showing everything. Like this is what I'm going to do. This is the game plan. Like, is that confidence? Because I feel like there's always try to people try to keep the element of surprise and have some little trickery.
3: And you're just saying. Nah, man, check out the video. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what's gonna happen. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, I mean, it's 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 just preparation. I would say like the confidence comes from the preparation. Like man, the first sparring session I had at that boxing gym wasn't pretty. You know, I was I I, I, I was tested, bro. I was like, whoa, it felt like a fight. And all the boxers wanted me to lose. And they're uh, they they're my teammates. You know, his his team. But you know, they they definitely wanted MMA not to win that boxing match. So I was in a hostile environment for the whole first two three weeks until I could hold my own in there again. And it felt like i was like yo this is how i used to feel like i had to prove myself and then once i started feeling what my coach was teaching me i'm like oh shit this shit really works you know and like i i used it before like like the range the one-two-ones the ones like like uh the cadence of building up the the knockout and then when the knockout comes putting yourself in the right position for the knockout and not just leaving it up to chance you know throwing a haymaker um and i feel like for some reason like the last couple of fights i've been leaving it up to chance i've been going 50 50 with these guys whoever lands first Whoever gets cut, you know, more, more loses. Like I don't need to fight that way. You know I'm too smart to fight that way. Too talented to fight that way. Um, and I needed a, I guess it's an outside voice. Cause I was, I was even telling Duke, I'm like, Duke, you've been telling me this every fight. But then when I heard him say it, it just resonated something a little different, man. And like, and I had to use it in the boxing gym, and I had to see it work immediately. And I'm like, okay, I, I got to trust the process. So I feel like um, you know, it's fighting. You know, I, I'm gonna go out there. I got two hands, two legs. Um, two elbows, two knees, just like this guy. And, you know, I'm going to go out there and show him I'm better.
0: That's amazing, man. Well, it sounds like you're in a great mental space. So I guess what I would ask is, I mean, there's a chance you don't make the playoffs, right? I mean, even if you win, there's a chance you don't make the playoffs. Would that be some kind of huge disappointment or huge letdown? Or you just feel like, hey, it's out of my control. I'm, I'm, I do what I got to do.
3: I man, there's a chance I don't make the fight. You know, like I didn't make the fight. Last- I was here last time and I didn't make the fight. So it's like if you think about what could happen you take yourself out of that creative mindset of what you want to happen and what you plan to happen. So, yeah, man, I stopped thinking about what could happen a long time ago, man. I, I, anybody's judgment upon me is come do what I do and and see if you can live in my life. And like the fans that say, Oh, retire. Like, and I hate that. When fighters lose fans are like retire. They they lost it. Come do what we do and see how, how hard this life is, man. And, and, uh, and I love this life. I'm blessed to be where I'm at. You, you just told, you just said everything that's going on in my life. Like it's, I'm blessed to be in this position. I, I have no complaints.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, it's great to hear, man. It sounds like you're in, a, in an awesome place, man, after covering your career for so long from the WC to the USC today. It sounds like right now you might be happier than ever. So I'll just leave you with this, man. Uh, what do you think we see? I mean, this is this is a big one for you. It sounds like your focus, everything goes to plan. What do we see? You're
3: gonna see a knockout, hands hands knockout, I'm calling it out, I'm building up, I'm going to build this thing up, either right hand, left hook, or or he's going to get stunned and shoot on me, and I'll get my submission. But I need to finish, so I'm, I'm, getting my, I'm getting my playoff spot.
0: All right, so that's showtime. Anthony Pettis, look, he's in a weird spot, man. I mean, uh, I love what he's saying. I'm not going to rush anything, I'm not going to force anything, but at the same time, you kind of got to rush something you kind of got to force something because you need to you get need the, the early not nah, you need the points you know what I mean? so I I'm, I'm so I'm so interested in 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 that position that he's in um but I do but I, to me man he, I mean I've been covering the guy's career for so long boy I tell you what when he said when he said, uh, you know, it's 10 years since I made my UFC debut, I was like, oh, my God, time is going by so fast. But, you know, having covered his career, I don't know that I've ever heard him in a better place than he's in right now. So, uh, and, I mean, obviously I think some of that has to do with, you know, new baby, his, his brother's doing well. I mean, it just sounds like so many great things are happening for him. So, uh, pump for Anthony Pettis in the situation uh, that, that he's in. So, yeah. Uh, it's we'll see how it plays out, Precarious it's, position. It's going to be a big one. Uh, all right, back to USC Fight Night 190. Uh, you know, did want to touch on some of the prelims just to look out for. Uh, Warley Owls against Jeremiah Wells. Jeremiah Wells, I've got some CFFC love, of course, for him. Uh, making his debut in the UFC finally after a, a lot of time, uh, but Orly Alves is you know a, a dangerous character who's had some setbacks who who believes that uh, you know now is his time and I think that's a, that's a fun matchup. Yancey Medeiros is on the card against Amir Hadjivish. That's going to be a fantastic fight. Anytime Yancey fights, you know you're in for a scrap. Justin James, man, my boy Justin James from right here in Vegas at Extreme Couture, uh, you know coached my kid in wrestling for for a long time. Uh, facing Charles Rosa, saw. So, they took a picture together at the at the PI the other day. I thought that was so cool, man, you know, to, to have opponents and just be like, hey, man, we're cool. Like, we're going to go punch each other in the face, but let's – Yeah, you that know, is cool. We don't have anything. You touched on there, Julia Avila versus Julija Stolyarenko. Julia <laughs> uh, uh, versus Julia. Julia versus Julia. Uh, Marcin Pratnio versus Ike Villanueva. I know you, you like the uh, the Ike Villanueva uh, wild card coming in there. The one that's going to look – I cannot wait to see just this stare down. Michelle Prezeris versus Shavkat Rogmanov. R- um Wait till they stand next to each other. It's going to be the craziest visual you've ever seen. Shavkat is huge, and and Michelle is just a fire hydrant of a human being. I mean, yeah. just short, stocky, short and, stocky. Uh, and Shavkat, meanwhile, is going to tower over him. That's going to be a funny visual. But the class of that prelim, Heyoni Barcelos versus Timor Valiev. I mean, dude, that is a fight. Maybe a fight that, uh, that that's flying under people's radar or names that you. Know, these I, dudes are killers. I know.
1: Just speaking on that last one, I know that it, do, it doesn't go in our staff picks, but I am interested. You know, since we've always been putting those picks out, that Progeras and the Rachmanov. Who did you take in that one?
0: Oh, I took Shavkat. So did I. Yeah. His last, his last fight. I think he's the real deal. Oh my god, that
1: dude is—he's so bad, man. I think he's the real deal. He's so bad. And I
0: think I think Helene Barcelos is the real deal as well. And I like Timur Valley of a lot. I, mean, I started following Timur in his World Series days, and I was like, man, I really like this guy. Uh, but I think Tony Barcellus is like he's like prime Aldo man. He "I'm telling you, there's going to be some scraps on this." With tune in, yeah. and again, it's ESPN Plus, so it's it's kind of a it's it's on demand. Um,
1: these yeah. are, again, these are I think these cards where we say like the the future prospects, the guys that are work guys and gals that are are working their ways up and know they can carry a show. So there's almost like in a fight like this, when you don't have a big crazy title on the line, how are you going to bring entertainment in a fight card that keeps people into it? So that's you know really puts the challenge on the the, the matchmakers to put a, a nice eclectic mix together, mm-hmm. and when you look down the card, yeah, I mean, when there's these pockets of just studs fighting each other. Yep. I mean, that I I think you're right. I think this card could be. Really, really good. And it's so early in the day, like you get to start your day, you watch awesome fights, and then you feel like you could still do something. still got something. a Saturday night. You in ain't got do what you got to do. You <laughs> ain't
0: got to give up your Saturday night. So I, I love cool. it. Tune into that. Uh, just a couple other uh, real quick notes. Uh, Nolan King put a great uh, story together on Max Roshkoff. Obviously, if you if you listen to this story for, or listen to this ep- uh, episode, listen to this podcast for any length of time, you know that uh, I've got an affinity for Max Roshkoff. He taught my kid in jiu-jitsu for a little while. Uh, and then, of course, had the. Uh, you know, the difficult UFC debut, oh, yeah. and has been kind of very quiet since. But he's getting back to fighting. He's going to fight on the Cage Warriors card that's out in California uh, in August. And uh, happy to see him back, actually. Uh, shot him a few text messages today and, and uh, caught back up with him. I, I know he went, he went through some dark times, man. Yeah, you know what I, mean, I mean? thought he was done. Yep. I, thought,
1: I thought he he just decided it wasn't for him.
0: He went through some dark times, and he's back. And uh, I'm happy to see that because I'm telling you, he's a good kid. I know he took a lot of heat for, for uh, you know, what happened there. But I'm telling you, I've, I've spent a lot of time uh, in the gym with the kid. And, uh, he's A, he's skilled, he's and, just, B, he's yeah, a good that's dude. It. I, he's I a think, good
1: dude. And, and unfortunately, people – for some reason, feel like they it's it's their decision to talk shit about somebody when somebody's having some issues or whatever. The kid is kid, Well, I guess I just have my birthday. Everybody, well, I mean, you're 35, so I mean, yeah. these guys are. Just- <laughs> <laughs> he is super skilled. He is he is super talented. And I think that's what threw all of us off watching the fight. We're like, wow, you know, if I had that much skill, would I sit on the stool? Would I get up, or would I stay on the stool? And it's one of those questions. That I think if anything. I'm, I guess we, I'd be more surprised why we don't see that more often in this particular sport. Right. You know, the sport that, you know, people are going in there, putting their, their, their body in harm's way, the mental side of the game is always one of the ones that's, for some fighters and for maybe even most, that's the part that they get a hold of last. You know, the part that they finally get in check, because you always hear as they go on, there like, they finally, I finally got my mind right, I started treating myself so right, I was hard, believing. Man. And even recently in a lot of the interviews What we hear from Matt uh, was it Matt Brown? What we hear from um, uh, Alexi Olinik? He'd been in a million fights, and he's like, and it's kind of weird, you know. Now as I'm getting and I'm doing it, I'm getting nervous again, you know. It's like, bro, you've done this twenty five years, one million times. How can you be getting nervous? So I mean, that's one of the the interesting things about this. We, we always look at the, the, the actual fight skills, the submission skills, the striking skills, but we never really a lot of times talk about the actual mental side of what's behind Such a huge what part it takes of this game. to get in. It's, it's, if anything, probably maybe the biggest part. I completely agree. Because it, it's even tied into how well you deliver your skills because you have to have the mental you know, fortitude and the acuity to know what you're
0: doing. I think that I think that's honestly what makes me such a fan of the sport and a fan of the athletes involved in it is not so much just the physical prowess of what they do but the mental approach that they have to take. And, and sometimes I, I, I get people that, you know, they kind of joke or whatever. Like, uh, you know, I remember even John Cavanaugh was joking one time about how, like, we always ask, how does something feel or what do you think? You know, and they're like, he used to joke about that. Like, the, you know, the questions we ask, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? But it's what's most amazing to me is the mental side of this game, man. What yeah. it takes to to succeed—it's it's so much more than the. Feel. I, I I don't know if people always realize that, and I think that's why I enjoy folks on it so much. Like, what these men and women do is is such a mental mindfuck. To be it, honest with team, man. you, man. It's a complete mindfuck. So to for him what coming do. back, I love it. I love it. And that's the kind I'm of thing so that proud of we him.
1: should highlight more because I think that's the kind of thing that. If more fighters know that it's fine and it's okay to talk about that. And this is even actually just talking about mental issues on the outside. If we find as a society it's okay to talk about these things more, it's good. It's better for the benefit of everybody. So here's a guy that most people would think, like, wow, this kid's not afraid of anything. Yeah. You know, he had moments of doubts, and, and it'll be interesting to see where his head was at, what Completely he learned agree. from it, and share that sort of stuff. So to see him overcome yet another battle with yeah. probably, like what we said, the biggest, hardest part, the mental aspect. It's, it's amazing. And good it's, for him.
0: It's so amazing because, it, I mean, I've, I've heard the same story over and over. And it's, it's, it, I think it's basically to a man, to a woman. Anybody on the UFC roster, if something popped off in a bar, would clear out the room. You know what I mean? They're, they're trained killers. Yeah. They would literally clear out the room. But when you, sign, when you have to sign your name to a contract and you've got a person's name, and a date and a time and a location. And that's all you gotta think about every single Great. day for six weeks. It messes with you, man. Yeah. It messes with you and uh, I believe it. It's it's amazing. So yeah, check out that story. No LinkedIn cool. that I'm and I'm happy to see Max Roshkoff back. And by the way, I'm going to go ahead and break some news. Uh, the phone call came while we were hearing from, from Anthony Pettis, but uh, I will be going out next week. This isn't breaking news. I'm going out next week for Cage Fury Fighting Championships 98. Uh, we'll be doing that show on UFC Fight Pass on Saturday night. Uh, but we will actually be launching a grappling event as well. And this was something that had been in the works for a long time. They, they wanted to launch Fury Professional Grappling as well. Um, and have a, have, a, have a grappling league as well to feature you know a lot of the East Coast uh, studs out there that um, you know haven't had an opportunity to, to feature in an organization like this. Finally got it done uh, and we just got the word that USC Fight Pass is going to pick that up as well. So uh, we'll be doing uh, fury grappling one on Friday night on USC Fight Pass and then CFSC 98 on uh, on Saturday night on UFC Fight Pass. So I'm excited for that because it's going to be me and CM Punk doing it again, as we always do. But we're going to be calling Grappling One Night and MMA The Next. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So that will be a busy weekend. I know you, of course, Uh, have vacation next week, but you're leaving on Friday morning as well, so we we will get together on Thursday and do the show like we do every uh, every week, every week for 326 consecutive weeks. Might Uh, have to
1: do it remotely next time because this drive is, is, you know.
0: Look, I understand it's difficult to leave. The palatial grounds? The palatial grounds. I can understand. I mean, if I was a resident of the palatial grounds, (laughs) I could understand – you know, looking at that place in the rearview mirror might be difficult. It's tough. It's I mean, tough. it's a journey just to get off the ground, much less <laughs> to start to, 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 to start making the drive down here to where us common folk live at, where we reside, you know what I mean? So I totally understand. Well, but uh, listen, everybody that supports us at patreon.com. So we appreciate it. Of course, I will have the and a half episode uh, this weekend for you as well. So we'll do that. And of course, we appreciate everybody just kind of chatting and talking and hanging out over there. Uh, everybody that appreciates the show. It really means the world to us. But honestly, for each and every one of you, it means everything for us just for you to tune in each week. So thanks for listening.